It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Kansas City is coming off one of their worst games of the year, and that's also true of the Bengals. Who's going to bounce back? Let's get into it. You are Locked On Bengals, your daily Cincinnati Bengals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bengals fans and welcome to another episode of the Locked On Bengals podcast. I'm your host Jake Lisko. He's your host James Rapine. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network here on Locked On Bengals and if you're new to the show you can find us on YouTube or anywhere you get your podcast. Hit that subscribe button so that makes it easy for you to become an everyday or not missing a day of the podcast and join that first listen club with everyone who makes us their first listen. We appreciate all of you and James today time to talk about a rivalry game that, as I talked about on the crossover yesterday, doesn't feel the same to me this year, maybe feels the same to the players. This episode of Locked On Bengals brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. You can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. Again, linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. And James, both these teams coming off of some, some rough games and obviously a lot of history, kind of would think that both teams would be getting up for this game especially after last week and given that history. Yeah, I think it's twofold. They they both need the win. The Chiefs need the win to secure the, the AFC West title. The Bengals obviously want to keep their playoff hopes alive. And that's where it starts is two teams that should be pretty desperate, pretty hungry for a victory. I agree with you, though. I think that this is – it feels way different. Just the lead-up, the, uh, the, the NFL's best rivalry, and that's what it was. Bengals Chiefs, their best rivalry coming into this year. I, I, it doesn't feel nearly as big as it would if these two teams were were where we expected them to be. Now, it could play out where, regardless of Sunday, they meet again in the postseason. That can still happen. But it, it does feel like a, a game, at least for the Bengals, and I asked a few players about this, it, they don't feel the pressure going into Sunday as much as I, I think the Chiefs probably feel the pressure. And the players didn't mention the Chiefs, but they just, for, for their mindset, I think it's pretty simple for the Bengals. And you can almost play free. You win and you're in. And so you got to go win, but there's a certain freeing feeling with that, that 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 comes with it, especially given where they're at, everything they've been through this year. I feel like it's been a very long season for the players. Long season, certainly. I think for us, for the fans, everybody, because there's been so many different storylines and, and so much adversity that they've had to overcome. Now it's pretty simple. You win two games and you're probably going to the postseason and it starts in Kansas City on Sunday. That's something, of course, the players have mentioned that that was a message from Zach Taylor. All the playoff math out there that you're hearing that we've talked about, Taylor's message to the players was that doesn't matter if you don't win. You have to control what you can control, which is doing the best that you can do to prepare for these games. And go out there and, and put together a good performance and, and execute on Sunday. 
the late window, of course, New Year's Eve game, Jim Nance game, Tony Romo game. And the the Chiefs offense, we've we've talked about it this week, has gone in fits and spurts a lot like the Bengals offense this year. They've had some games like against the Raiders, against the Chargers, against the Bears in their division and against the Bears where they've put up more than 30 points this year. But those games have been few and far between. For a team led by Patrick Mahomes that still has Travis Kelsey but is deficient otherwise in the weapons department, that's still a little surprising because it just kind of felt like Mahomes and, and Reed, they would figure it out. They figured it out before when we were looking ahead at this game earlier in the season. At some point, I was thinking at the time, oh, Kansas City will figure it out by then. They'll, they'll find the answers on offense, and then they go lose by six points to the Raiders who don't complete a pass for three quarters. And so similar to the Steelers, in, in a way, an offense that has really been struggling, another opportunity for this Bengals defense to show that they can can continue that trend but they've had a hard time doing that and that's the challenge again this week is can they keep a struggling offense down sure i i totally agree it's the parallels with george pickens and the the chiefs are very similar <laughs> what he was doing going into last week and then this chief's offense and what they've done in recent weeks there's frustration that you're, you're questioning things and, and obviously one is way more proven than the other but i i think it, and we talk about it every week and in this team, it's certainly a theme. Getting off to a, a fast start. I, I'm not even saying the offense needs to get off to a fast start, even though you take it every single week. This defense, the last thing you want is to allow Patrick Mahomes to go seven of eight on the first drive. They go 75 yards on 10 plays. Travis Kelsey has a few catches and they score a touchdown. Like there's pressure on the Chiefs right now to figure it out. They're clearly frustrated. And, and I, I think. That is probably the biggest storyline going into this game because if they're going to be Super Bowl contenders, they need their offense to be much better than it's been. The best unit in this matchup is the Chiefs' defense, which I'm sure we'll talk about. It's not it's not Patrick Mahomes in the offense. It's not the Joe Burrowless Bengals offense or or this Lou Anarumo defense. And we'll talk about injuries and how that could look for this Bengals offense, especially with Jamar. But I I, I think it's it's a unique. Feeling. It's not just that Joe Burrow's out going into this game. It's the Chiefs are in this unprecedented, weird territory where even Travis Kelsey looks human now, and he's 34 years old. He is human, and maybe he has lost a half a step, which still makes him a really good tight end, but maybe not the, the Hall of Famer that was always open, scoring touchdowns when he was double teamed, just finding a way to get open for Patrick Mahomes. So it's, uh, it, it's a really interesting matchup. And that's why I keep coming back to, I think the chiefs are the pressure is on them because expectations are higher. I think the Bengals can play a bit more free. And yet I, I do wonder defensively what they do to keep the chiefs in check. Because if you're the chiefs deep down, even though this is a rivalry game, you're probably looking at this Bengals defense and saying, all right, this can be a get right moment for us going into the, the playoffs. So it's a, it's a big moment for Luana Rumo's defense. It's hard not to think that would be the mentality for Kansas City. I think that's a great point because they are going to the playoffs almost certainly. I don't know if I don't know if they've officially clinched, but I, I don't really see a, a very clear path to them missing the playoffs. With, I mean, 
a two-game lead in their division. I know they just lost to the Raiders. The Broncos are benching their quarterback. The AFC West is melting down just as much as the AFC South, it seems. But the the Chiefs do have their own injuries to overcome. You talk about health. These teams trending in opposite directions a little bit. Isaiah Pacheco and concussion protocol. Donovan Smith still not practicing. Legereus Sneed missing uh, Wednesday's practice with a calf injury. I mean, those are some pretty significant injuries. Trey Smith is is was limited on Wednesday. He left the game last week. Uh, he's he's listed with an ankle and knee injury, so he's going to be dealing with something this week. Meanwhile, the Bengals seem to be trending in the right direction from a health perspective. This Cam Taylor Britt was activated from IR and was a full go in practice. That's the big one. And Jamar Chase seems to be trending in the right direction, at least. That, that's the way it seems early in the week. That's the hope. There's some optimism there right now. We'll talk about those injury updates and the obvious impact that Jamar Chase could make for this team if he gets back coming up next. Today's show is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs is here for small businesses everywhere. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to have as many top-tier candidates as possible. And that's why you have to lean on LinkedIn Jobs. They aren't just another job board. They have a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire with LinkedIn jobs. And thankfully with LinkedIn, the process is intuitive, quick, it's easy. And 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. James, let's talk about these injuries and... Jamar Chase is the one under the spotlight, all eyes there on his status. That would be a big deal if he can get back, and he's not going to rush back. We've seen him make sure he's healthy in the past, but on the rehab field on Wednesday, and Zach Taylor speaking with some optimism early in the week, he certainly gets up for these games against the Chiefs and adds something to the offense that they might need right now after a game where they really struggled. They definitely need it. I think if you're painting the picture to a Bengals win at Arrowhead, it might start with, oh, Jamar Chase is on the field. And it, it that's a heck of a secondary for Kansas City. They're playing well. And to me, having Jamar, it's just it takes pressure off of T. It makes life easier on Jake Browning. And he just commands so much attention in, in what he can do. And I think just watching him in practice on Wednesday, he was on the rehab field and was moving well, was reaching for the the ball above his head and in, in, in different areas. So I think he's got a, a real shot here. I'm not sure. And we're recording this on Thursday. We don't have the injury report yet, but I, I'm not sure as we record this, you'll hear it. Once you hear it, you'll know one way or another if he participated in practice, but I lean towards yes. I think he came into this week saying, I'm going to give it a go. The season's on the line. And it feels like it's trending in the right direction. My only thought with this shoulder injury, it's not whether or not he can be effective as a wide receiver. I think I saw that on the rehab field. And he doesn't necessarily need to practice on Thursday either to play. And I think the Bengals view it that way. But hit-wise, is there any risk there? That's always the concern. If he takes a really big hit on that shoulder, because the Chiefs are going to be well aware of it. They're going to try to, to do that and, and, and hit him as hard as they can. 
And so as, assuming he can absorb that and there's no huge risk there, I do think he plays. And and that's that's kind of been my feeling since watching him go through drills, albeit on air, but going through drills on Wednesday. It does seem like the Bengals would play this safe if if there is a significant risk of re-injury because of contact, just playing wide receivers. Think about how he got hurt. It looked pretty routine. It's a, it's, it's a deep in route, but it's a deep in-breaking route where he just catches the ball over the middle and just lands with somebody's body weight on him. And, and that's all it is. There's just a lot of force going into that shoulder hitting the ground. There's no ill intent there. That's a very routine hit. There's no, we're going to try to hit this guy really hard on this play. He's going to the ground already. And it just so happened that there's, there's another player's body weight on top of him as well. That will be the concern is, is really just the, the contact into the ground with a shoulder injury. That's how these things tend to happen in the NFL. They don't always look particularly awkward. They, they often look like regular routine plays like the one where Jamar Chase got hurt. And then when you look at it again, sometimes it looks like, ah, that shoulder went into the ground pretty hard. That that would be the thing that they need to evaluate, but they obviously have that information and we do not. So if he does play, hopefully there's no re-injury risk and hopefully he's still able to do those things. That would be my, my football concern is like, do they try to hide him from those in-breaking routes where there will be more traffic and try to keep him to the sideline where, you know, he can get out of bounds or, there won't be multiple defenders that he will have to deal with as regularly. I would hope not. I would hope that if he's on the field, he can do his full complement of things because that's part of what makes him so good. And anything is better than nothing, but that would be something that I would be keeping an eye on at least early to see how they're using him. Yeah, I think mindset-wise, if he if he plays, he wants to be able to play and be Jamar. Just talking with him about injuries in the past. It, it, that's kind of my my logic and I think his logic towards it, but who knows, you know, 20, 25 snaps for Jamar chase is better than none, like you said. And so hopefully he can get back. Uh, I do like 100% of the way, barring something extremely unforeseen. think cam Taylor Britt uh, will be good to go. And uh, I can reveal this. Now I talked to him in the locker room last week. He's like, Oh yeah, I'm good. <laughs> He's like, I'm ready to go. Let's go. And it, there was one more week. And I think the team felt like he was, going to be good for this week, but you still want to see him on the practice field. And so Wednesday, the fact that he was a full participant and at, at one point he said, yeah, I was running with Mike and Mike was ahead of me. And that's what I knew I needed to speed up because Mike is slow. It's my favorite thing ever talking about Mike Hilton and uh, no cam brings the energy. And I think that is huge. When you talk about the path to keeping the chiefs offense down and let's just say holding them under 20 in their own building, which they've been able to somehow do, not score 20. It's been it's been hard for them to do recently. That is that's gotta be the goal, I think, for this defense. And it's a it's a lofty goal, but I think it's a little easier with Cam Taylor Britt on the field. They need something in the secondary right now. Oh. I mean, Lou's <laughs> talked about it. We've talked about it. Anybody who watches can see that they need something else in the secondary. Chidobe Awuzie had a bit of a late season surge, and then the last couple of weeks, George Pickens got everybody in the Bengals secondary, and Justin Jefferson got everybody in the Bengals secondary. One difference this week is that the Chiefs don't have those guys. There's one significant weapon that – everyone can agree is is a good football player that is a, a 
a weapon available to Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. But as you mentioned, even he has slowed down a little bit of late. The Taylor Swift magic, not quite enough to uh, keep him keep him going late in the season. And we'll see if that changes or not on on Sunday. Rasheed Rice, uh, a solid player who, when given opportunities, has made some plays for the Chiefs. But there is no game-breaking player unless Travis Kelsey rediscovers his form for the Chiefs in this game on offense. Yeah, yeah I, just real quick side note, because I know there's already been plenty of off-season discussion. This is just a reminder how valuable weapons are, how important they are. And the the Chiefs, they lack it. And, and they, they thought, oh, we could replace Tyreek Hill with, uh, we'll go out and we'll draft this receiver, and we'll draft that receiver, and we'll trade for Kadarius Tony. And you still got to get it right, and it's hard to find that guy. And I'm not saying T is Tyreek, but uh, certainly with with an off season, a big off season for this team and what they do, it's it's nice to have T Higgins as we've seen in recent weeks. They and, did win a Super Bowl last year, the Chiefs. Sure, and they their weapons were better last year. Travis Kelsey was a one for sure. Kadarius Tony was Kadarius Tony was valuable. It's it's weird because you, it felt like he was trending upward coming into the year and he made big plays in the AFC championship game in the Super Bowl, And then he be- became a bonehead again. And is just not, yeah. not thinking when he's on the field. And um, yeah, you, you certainly don't want, I don't think he's going to play. We'll see, but you, you don't want him to George Pickens you. That's for sure. They need something better than what they have at that position. Do the chiefs just to, to go to your point in general, but, like, the entire roster right now is a little bit disappointing. Like, it's got to be a little bit disappointing that George Karloftis for them hasn't taken a step. And I'm sure he still has some counting numbers. He plays a ton. But their defensive line is still mostly Chris Jones. They have some solid linebackers led by Nick Bolton. They have some solid players in the secondary with Legereus Need and Trent McDuffie, who I was incredibly impressed with Trent McDuffie last year. People might remember uh, in, in these matchups. He's playing a lot of slot corner. Of course, that's where he goes when the Chiefs are in nickel when they need to. So we'll see how they deal with Jamar Chase in, in that sense because McDuffie, I think, was really good against Chase. Legereus Need is on the injury report. So, you know, you could talk about weapons with the Chiefs, but when you look at this team on the whole, this is where I get into the thing that I tweeted last week, James, like the what-ifs this year when we look back on this season, mostly to do with what if Joe Burrow just stayed healthy, are, are going to be kind of rough when you look at the Chiefs, when you look at the the landscape in the AFC, the way that with Joe Burrow, they were hanging with or beating the Ravens at times in, in their two contests this year, or like could certainly show, show that they could certainly beat the Ravens. Like it seemed like Joe Burrow and this offensive staff had found some answers for Mike McDaniel. Anyway, we don't have to go too far down the what if train. Not Mike McDaniel. Right Wait, Mike McDonald. Right. Sorry. Yeah. Um, too many Mike Mix in the NFL. There's two of them, and it's confusing. Uh, we don't have to go too far down. Well, not Mick, not Mike, though. Don't have to go too no, far I down know. the what-if road. We can come back to that after the season at some point in the offseason. But uh, some more to talk about in this one, including how we think the game is going to go and where the Bengals can potentially find an advantage and some of the keys that they'll need to be aware of on both sides of the ball as well. We'll go there to finish the show coming up next. Today's show is brought to you by McDoorDash. I'm just kidding. It's DoorDash. And we got to give Jake a problem or a, a hard time about 
his names. And we got to tell you about DoorDash because DoorDash is perfect for your Sunday feast. Let's be honest. The holidays, well, they've come and gone. New Year's Eve, you're not going to want to cook. You're not. You're not going to want to have to put together a whole spread of stuff. So you need to rely on DoorDash. And I DoorDash City Bird every single week. And whether it's City Bird, whether it's Skyline, whether it's any local place in the area or in your area, DoorDash is the perfect way to get that without leaving the comfort of your own home. And right now, you can get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter code LOCK23. It is subject to change in terms apply, but again, you can get 50% off up to a $10 value with promo code LOCKED23 when you download the DoorDash app on that first order. It's subject to change in terms apply. So whether it's City Bird, whether it's Skyline, whether it's your favorite pizza joint, get to DoorDash, download the DoorDash app, and use promo code LOCKED23 for 50% off up to a $10 value on your first order. Today's episode of Locked On Bengals is also sponsored by FanDuel. The weather's getting colder January right around the corner. But the NFL offers are still hot with FanDuel. Right now, new customers can get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. All you have to do is pick a team that's going to win. You win your bet, $5, you're going to get $150 in bonus bets. And that is some fantastic value, a really easy way to get in on the action. If you're thinking about getting in on sports betting, FanDuel is a great place to do it. They make it easy. It's fast. There's tons of options. And $150 in bonus bucks, that's a pretty good temptation as well. The app is incredibly easy to use. They've got betting options, including spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So just go check it out at fanduel.com slash locked on to get into the NFL season or the NFL playoffs or NFL futures. If you're looking ahead to the draft, they've got it all. FanDuel is the official partner of the NFL. James, there are some other matchup related things we could talk about in this game. We could talk about the way we think this game is going to go. Eyes on Isaiah Pacheco, I think that's a big one. Maybe we get a Clyde edwards layer game, and maybe that's a preview to a future Bengal. I think that a lot of this starts like last week with containing the run and, and playing solid up the middle. If there's one place you're looking at uh, a matchup that favors the Chiefs, it's probably the Chiefs' interior offensive line against the Bengals' interior defensive line, which has been struggling, especially without DJ Reader. You circle Chris Jones' name. You circle Travis Kelsey's name. You have a plan for Patrick Mahomes to try to confuse him, try to frustrate him, try to keep him from making too many plays outside of structure. And it's a lot easier said than done, but that's kind of the skeleton of, of some of the keys in my mind. Yeah, that's totally fair. You to to me, the the start of make the Chiefs offense feel the sixty-five thousand or seventy thousand or whatever the hell it's gonna be fans feel their concern or their excitement. If it's a Bengals fan, if you're Bengals fans and you're going to be at Arrowhead and I'm sure there will be plenty, but make them feel you because they're feeling it. Otherwise, Patrick Mahomes wouldn't go to his offensive line screaming at them one way or the other. He wouldn't be uh, trying to calm down Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid wouldn't have to wrangle in Travis Kelsey and say, Hey, you're, you're taking this play off after slamming your helmet. They are frustrated. So keep them frustrated. And if you can do that just early, 
because they finally woke up against the Raiders. It was too little too late, but they had woke up and they were starting to move the ball consistently. I think if, if you do that, you're going to give yourself a chance because I do think, and I expect Jake Browning in this offense to play better than they did last week. I expect them to respond better when there is a mistake, when there is a sack, when there is a fumble or an interception. I think that there will be across the team a, a I don't even want to, I don't know if it's more focus, urgency, whatever words you want to use. I don't think that they're going to have the bad angle early or the missed tackle early that leads to the long touchdown on defense. And, and I think on offense, if your quarterback plays better, you would have moved the ball fine last week uh, against the Steelers. Now, this is a better Kansas City defense. I, I'm better than the Steelers, I think. Now, their pass rush isn't better, but the secondary is much better. Their linebackers are way better. The Steelers are pulling guys off of mm-hmm. the streets to play linebacker. I think they called you and you were just unavailable because the time zone difference yeah. uh, to play linebacker. And it's the Steelers and you would never play for them. But other right. than that, uh, unless the contract is right, let's be real. Here. Nope. Uh, but yeah, the answer is no. But, uh, yeah, I, I think this is a heck of a challenge, and yet I still expect this offense to respond similarly to how they responded in that first Steelers game where they came out against the Jags and, and they played well on the road in a big spot when the Jags were riding high, flying high. People in Jacksonville were talking about the one seed. They haven't won since, so it looks ridiculous now. It's a little different with this Kansas City team. They're desperate, but I, I do think that this – Bengals offense is going to play better. And, and part of it does have to do with whether or not Jamar Chase is able to suit up. Another difference is that the Chiefs have been there before and sure. they have a way stronger winning tradition, winning culture. But we have seen that culture seem to crack. Like you mentioned, the the sideline antics, the meltdowns, the screaming matches, the apology tours in the media that, that Patrick Mahomes has had to take after complaining about a call when he went to shake Josh Allen's hand in week 14. I mean, th- things are not all roses and sunshine in Kansas City. But you know they're looking to try to right the ship this week. They, they see it as a potential rival who's down this year without their quarterback. They get to play at home. They're going into the playoffs. They're trying to lock up their division. They have plenty of motivation, plenty to play for, plenty of reasons to think that they could get right. But at, at, if you're the Bengals, you look at it and you see one of the worst, talked about this on the crossover, tied for the worst turnover differential in the NFL, the Kansas City Chiefs. The Bengals... After last week, no longer the best in the NFL, but tied for a group of teams behind three teams tied for first with plus eight, the Chiefs minus 10 in the turnover differential this year. And if there's something that they could do to get into this game or or try to steal one, because they are seven point dogs and we are talking about them stealing one, the, the turnovers again could play a big role. Last week, that did not go well, probably needs to go better this week. Well, certainly needs to go better than it did last week, but might be a bigger key. James, how are you feeling? Are they, are they covering seven? Yeah, they are. I, I would take the points all day long. I think that this is a spot where the Chiefs are getting about what they would have gotten prior to last week. And and that's, to me, I look at it and I say, all right, well, the, the Bengals, they're going to bounce back. Um. If, if they had beaten the, the Steelers, I'd take that back. If they had beaten the Steelers, I think it might be around five, but the, you get the extra couple of points. And I do think that makes the difference. But I, I think the the non-biased party, I'll say it that way, if you're just looking at it not through orange and black glasses, I think the Chiefs should win this game. Like, if it was flipped, 
and it was um, Blaine Gabbert, and it was a a Chiefs team that had won three straight and then lost to the Steelers by 50 last week, then I, I think we would expect Joe Burrow to handle business in his house against Blaine Gabbert. And so the Chiefs probably expect that. But I, I do think it'll be close. I, I'm leaning I'm leaning Chiefs overall. I'm not sure on a final score, but I do think the Bengals keep it close within a touchdown and cover. So it's uh, it's a heck of a, bot- a battle. I'm not dismissing them. I'm really not. I think they're going to come out flying around a bit and playing a bit freer, if that makes sense. I, th- I think the they're, they're just – it doesn't feel like they're feeling the pressure. It's more like, oh, let's just go and – they're still thinking playoffs. It's not like they've mailed it in. I'm not. Th- I'm not saying that. I just think they they know what they have to do and they have to go do it. And they're as clear minded as possible. And whatever last week was, they've moved past it, which is a big part of it. So we'll see. It's, it's going to be a tough, a tough environment as we've seen. But I, I do think that this this team will play better. I do think Jamar will play, and I think they'll come up just a tad short. I think that that regardless of the outcome, one of the very interesting things this week is how they play. Mm-hmm. Do they answer? Do they continue to show that fight? It'll be interesting to see how that turns out after the game. And we'll have you covered right here on Locked on Bengals. Also, real quick, shout out to Willie Anderson, once again, a finalist for the yes. Pro Football Hall of Fame. Sorry we're so late in the show hitting this point. We maybe will circle back to this, but hopefully this is a year for Willie. This cleared another hurdle. It is a sacked class of finalists, but he is obviously deserving, as we've talked about before. So wanted to make sure we threw that in there. But we'll be back after the game. One with more thing. Your, yeah. Shout out to Orlando Brown Jr. Congrats to him and his wife, uh, fiance. Oh, yes. I, dude, what a what a beast. He's like, oh, you're going into labor? Well, I'm already in Pittsburgh. I'm going to play. So uh, shout out to him. Hopefully it's a, a fun return to Kansas City for Orlando Brown Jr. That's right. Uh, revenge game, Orlando Brown Jr. Good shout. Like I said, we'll be back after the game. We'll have your post-game takeaways and all of the reaction you could be looking for. That'll be after the game. So until then, thanks for listening. day, and have a good one. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.